yeah, I'm a pretty reluctant uh, Age of Sigmar player and Dayton is trying to get me into it, which I think is half of what this podcast is. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, join the club. I was reluctant to, but I did. Same. <laughs> Same, but I had no choice. You are listening to Party at the All Points, a journey through the competitive realms of Age of Sigmar. And now your hosts, Dayton O'Bray, Jeffrey Bodine, and Price Van Der yeah. Hold on to your hats, nerds. It is the Party at the All Points Ladies Night edition of the podcast. This is your special guest host, Nicole Obrey, uh, wife and arguably better half to Dayton Obrey. I am joined tonight by Christine Coram, aka Hook and Pin. How's it going, Christine? I'm all right. I'm good. I'm building a Seraphon Skink Star Priest this evening. A little bit of uh, bit of dinosaurs for this evening's hero hero challenge that I put together for myself. Perfect. And also joining us is Christy Peterson, aka The Black Christy. Hi, Christy. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, um, I'm finishing up my board boards for my uh, Savage Orc uh, board boys. Um, and uh, they look cute and weird. The perfect combination. Yes, cute and weird. <laughs> Awesome. Well, welcome to both of you. This is a special show, as estrogen-filled as we could possibly make it. Uh, We have kicked the boys out. It is all about the girl power, um, because why not? We got to represent. So, seeing as how none of our listeners really know any of us, I suppose we should introduce ourselves, and I guess as the host, I should probably go first. So, I am the first to admit I'm a bit of a reluctant um, Age of Sigmar player, not super well-versed in the hobby. Um, This podcast itself is probably just one of Dayton's many attempts to get me into it. So I have played a handful of games. Um, I have competed um, only one time at LVO with Dayton a few years ago. I played in an Underworlds tournament, actually. Um, I'm a pretty avid board gamer, so I am a little more comfortable with stuff like Underworlds. I've played a little bit of Warcry, and as I said, I am reluctantly and hesitantly diving into the actual world of Age of Sigmar, but I'm doing my best. And I'm relying on my two awesome guests here (laughs) to bring the knowledge and the expertise and the experience that I'm not sure I really have. Uh, I guess a little more background on myself. I went to school for broadcast journalism and worked in that field for a little bit. I helped Dayton out with the editing and the production on this podcast. Uh, And I'm married to the guy. So I guess that qualifies me to step in as host for now. We'll see. Uh, If the episode is terrible, worst case scenario, we get divorced and he takes our kids. So no pressure. (laughs) I'm sure it's going to be great. So Christine, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Well, 
I started playing Age of Sigmar properly last May after I was asked by John Scrivens from the Honest Wargamer if I wanted to go to a tournament in the UK called Bobo, 200 player plus tournament. And it has a wide variety of skill sets there. So ranging from exceptionally new person like myself, all the way through to we're talking the big leagues, you know, we're talking the big, big leagues, big names in the hobby. And it was absolutely fantastic. I was very, very lucky to have met some of my most amazing friends in the hobby. My husband has been trying desperately to have been trying desperately to get me into Warhammer for a wide variety of years um, and it took apparently a pretty man on TV to get me into Warhammer and I said to him <laughs> yeah looks like that looks like this is it you know I'm in this hobby in it you know and I decided to say right we'll go with something simple I'd originally started off with the idea of running Daughters of Cain but we needed an army quick and fast because of me being at Bobo and I ran his Iron Jaws and I desperately fell in love with the smashing and bashing meta where you can literally attack stuff as soon as you've wiped out one unit. If you've got something else in combat, it's great. I love it. Um, since then, I've been slow growing Daughters of Cain and Nighthaunt. I've been working on a variety of different models for a hero challenge for myself. So... I will take a, a hero, like a small hero from, say, Seraphon, for example, like I'm doing this evening. I will build and paint it in, I can sometimes do it in box art. I'll do it sometimes in a random colour choice. I've done, I've played with a little bit of Warcry as well. I've done mainly focused on painting, um, but a lot of my tournaments have been wooden spoon life been the wooden spoon life so <laughs> just always good fun i've been in two well, i've been in three tournaments whereby they are doubles tournaments and i'm very lucky to have had two incredibly good tag partners who are both in very very knowledgeable gents and i've never tagged up with my husband because we all know how that goes us ladies will just get too competitive and then you know they sit there and go no thank you no more <laughs> <laughs> that's a smart move that's how you keep the marriage alive exactly keeps it interesting but since then obviously since lockdown i've mainly stayed within the realms of just painting and obviously accumulating one hell of a stash of warhammer so it's, it's i'll be looking forward to when tournament season rolls back up again you know when we can eventually all get back to the tabletop yeah, hopefully soon for all of us. It is an interesting time in the world, to say the least. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, all three of us are in very different locations. Um, I'm in Canada, where things are, I'd say, not ideal uh, at best. We've been okay over the summer, but I feel like as we're going into fall, things are picking up a bit. So I'm not quite sure when we'll be back into tournaments of any sort here. Um, so Christine, you're in the UK and are you so guys? We're allowed to have social distancing. Um, tournaments are starting to come back in, but they're in very, very restricted numbers. So maximum of 30 players. So we've got um, one coming up in Manchester, England, in Chris, around Christmas time that me and my husband were going to. It was originally supposed to be at the start of July, uh, just in time for my birthday gutted it got cancelled and pushed back ah. and pushed back and unfortunately we just decided to say right 
there was a choice between the end of September 1 or the end of or toward Christmas and I said right we'll do the Christmas one then I can try and see if I can get Daughters of Cain up and running at least if I can't get Daughters of Cain up and running I'll get the Rogue Idol up and running and I'll run Marshmallow I can't wait to run that hopefully <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough uh Christy how are things looking in the states I mean you don't need to give us a giant picture but just how are things down there and how are things for you right now uh, so pretty much the same. They're not really doing too much. Of, more people are reluctant to gather in large groups to, to do these kind of things. Um, more or less, like a lot of, um, like this time of year is also conventions like a ReaperCon or ComicCon and stuff like that. And they're just going to online for the most part. In that, in re that regards, uh, people are not very comfortable, you know, uh, gathering to do these things um and uh like you said a lot has been pushed back and pushed back to be determined you know I, I think there might be some people but it's usually small and even then they're just kind of like uh participation is not as high so we're not gonna do it kind of thing oh yeah fair enough uh mm. and what about yourself i feel like i just kind of skipped over introducing you who is well i i was as far as uh as far as Warhammer has been concerned, I mean, I was aware of Warhammer and I've seen like, you know, for the most part, I've seen just various models of it. Uh, and um, I had, I didn't really have that much desire to get into it. My husband was more into it as well as like all of the uh, 40K and Necromunda and all those things. And I just kept looking at the models and they're incredibly detailed. Um, you know, and uh, and I did read a couple of the books, and I did like the stories that. And I was I was just basically the last one in my family to pick pick and start into it. So I mean, I'm aware. I've watched I've watched how games are played, um, and now at this point, it's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and just go ahead and jump in there and and and, and do it, and just you know, wreck people's faces. Just nice. <laughs> so the peer, the peer pressure from the husbands yeah. and the family won both of you over. So, and I'm competitive maybe too. It's, uh -huh. And they, I'm competitive. They like to trash talk. So it's like enough is enough. I'm just gonna have to destroy you. All. I was gonna say I feel you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> trash talk is out of control. I'm gonna have to do something about that. I but like um, let's see. Um, we all have different armies. Um, so if we're talking about Age of Sigmar, um, my husband's the Stormcast Eternals. Um, I think my son is, what is he? Uh, my oldest son is the Gash, right? Oh, I think he's the Gash. Army. Yes. And then um, my daughter is the Ales, I believe. Of Age of Sigmar. And then she's Daughters of Cain. That's right. She is Daughters of Cain. That's right. I forgot. She is. I, you know, how did I gloss that over? She is Daughters of Cain. And then um, Donovan, my middle son, you're, what are you, Seraphim? Yeah, he's Seraphim as well. And I'm Zinch, you know, so Team Zinch. And uh, we all have our own armies in 40K as well. So nice. 40K, I'm um, Thousand Sons. Um, uh, my daughter's sisters of the battle. Um, my husband is uh, 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 what are you? A 
Astra Militarum or Imperial Guard. And um, my son is, middle son's the Orcs, of course. And uh, my oldest son is a Deptus Mechanicus. We all have our own armies and we're hoping to kick, kick each other's asses. Um, some, some are more finished with theirs than others, but yes, we all play. Awesome. The family that Warhammers together stays together. Is that a thing? Can that be a thing? It's like, it's just video games, board games, everything. It's just like D&D, &D, you know, all the things, all of the things together is better. It would, it really is. Because we're competitive and we like to trash talk and we also like to play. So I think um, it makes it more well-rounded and closer as a, as a whole, I think. Oh, for sure. No, I love it. We, uh, I mean, we have two kids, but they're younger, like two and six years old. So they're not quite yeah. ready for the world of Warhammer yet. Um, although Dayton did just get a Seraphon army, I think in the hopes of getting our daughter Kai into it because who doesn't love a dinosaur? Of course, um, kids love dinosaurs. Kids, kids love dinosaurs. Grownups love dinosaurs. I like the dinosaurs. I could be talked into that also. Yes. I was going to say, my husband, one of my husband's first armies was Seraphon, it was, um, when he first started playing Age of Sigmar, I believe it was Beast Claw Raiders back then, it's now Ogremore Tribes, he played yeah. them, well he's played Bone Splitters, he's played Iron Jaws, he's played Sylvaneth, poor Sylvaneth, and he's now working on a Living City army which is beautifully converted and he's also got a Stormcast Eternals army that he's working on now. So he's, he's going around the houses when it comes to Age of Sigmar. He's not quite ventured into the realms of chaos yet, but I think that won't be too much longer, I don't think. <laughs> My husband's got pretty much every army bought, and he's painted, um, he's painted the corn and Nurgles and... Um, mm. Just basically, he's bought everything Games Workshop, and he's got a problem. I swear he does. But. You know, it could be worse. Uh, I try to remind myself, like, Dean could be out there spending money on a whole lot of worse things than a bunch mm -hmm. of plastic. So that's true. Exactly. Yeah. But it's right. kind of easy to do. I mean, because we were just sitting here earlier, like, right before the phone call, like, discussing the bone splitters, and um, I need some. Uh, some prophets and this uh, a savage boss and some war weird knobs and he just like instantly goes to the app and <laughs> starts making stuff out it is like okay yeah maybe i shouldn't you know verbalize what i need because i all of a sudden it's <laughs> here <laughs> in a couple of days i was gonna say There's a work profit you definitely want you definitely want a work profit in bone splitters that's Something that people run in um, in the big war armies is they run a Wargog Prophet because it's a really nice, it's a cheap wizard, it is, mm -hmm. but he's really, really good. There's me talking about bone splitters. I'm going to I'm gonna have like eyes bored into the back of my head in a minute of my husband just going, excuse you, you're talking about bone splitters. I thought you didn't like them, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> They're fun. <laughs> <laughs> But, well, as we're here chatting, both of you are hard at work, uh, <laughs> assembling and painting. I'm sitting here with my drink, um, <laughs> just trying to get through this. Um, but what are you guys working on right now? Um, I've got, I'm slowly working on Daughters of Cain, but I've just 
built for my heroes challenge the skink star priest so i'm going to be doing paint it up like a pokemon called holucha so it's going to be like whites greens reds and then i've also got one of the indomitus models as well that i bought off of a friend of mine because he didn't need it so mm. i bought that off him as a little painting challenge to myself because i've never really painted much in the way of 40k i've painted one yeah. tyranid that my brother had many many years ago and then I've painted an Indomitus model for a painting challenge recently. And that was for a proper painting competition. Still yet to hear if I've won anything, but I can definitely say it's probably not going to be myself. It'll be down to the incredible talent that they have in. Um, so yeah, I've mainly got just all sorts on the go. <laughs> Nice. I like the Pokemon. I probably know more about Pokemon than I know about Age of Sigmar, if I'm being honest. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to learn. There is. Uh, I mean, but there's the thing is, is that they have materials and stuff. I mean, because I don't know everything. I have to go back to the books and the cards and stuff because I, I have to, I'm not going to be able to keep all that in my head. I mean, after, after practice, so, you know, you get to learn some of the stuff automatically, but no, you're not 100% all the time. And that's okay, because I don't, I don't know them all like that. But what I'm currently working on is I am painting some pink horrors and, um, some screamers for the zinch um and my cherry i mean basically um i'm in between two armies um savage orcs and um boar boys and um iron boys or arrow boys sorry arrow boys and um stuff of zinch so i like to go back and forth because i paint in stages anyway so you know, one stage, uh, you know, I'm done with the zinch and one of the stages, so I moved on to the boards, and then I'm probably going to go back to them and finish up, like, the screamers, and then go on to the the riders of the, the board boys, or up for the board boys, and back and forth that way, because I get bored easily, and, you know, if I switch it up, it makes me feel like I'm doing stuff, you know, so... That's what I'm doing in regards to those. As far as 40K is concerned, I'm gonna be starting with a thousand suns pretty soon, start assembling them shortly as well and getting them primed up and maybe some base coats. But I really like models with a lot of detail and um, Games Workshop's models has tons of detail. So that's another reason why I started because some of the the minis that I do paint, they're okay but you know these really hold a lot of little minor touches that i really like i gotta know where you're putting all your stuff like if you've got five family members and you all have (laughs) age of sigmar armies and 40k armies where are you putting it all we've got a lot of storage and not to mention we do have a secondary storage that we pay monthly at air conditioned storage full of minis games and paint um, and we just got a lot of bookshelves a lot of display cases in our bedrooms and in the living room and our kitchen just pretty much every room in the house. <laughs> well, at least if the whole family's into it, you don't need like a separate room that keeps it away. I mean, it, it, it is something when somebody comes over, um, they just kind of go, 
you painted that? <laughs> I thought you, this looks, they had no idea. They thought it was like something, you know, they, one, they don't know what they're looking at, two, they're like, wow, you know, they're amazed. As they and, should be. <laughs> And yeah, I'm three. quite lucky because like all our friends are like into Warhammer and stuff and like my mum and dad where they were buying Warhammer for my brother as he was growing up they were looking at it going oh yeah that looks well cool you know and they'll see what I paint and they're like oh that looks so different to what your brother painted and I'm like well yeah considering it's like 20 years later you know <laughs> okay right and it's like nowadays it's like you've got all these different avenues of like with youtube and you know um different people involved and stuff more and more people i feel are getting into minis but like i said it's very very macho you know and as for me it's even more so like it's very macho and not many uh people of color as well so it's kind of one of those things the more more women that are visible more more comfortable they feel getting into these spaces you know and i want to be able to say hey i did it i didn't know anything about this stuff and it's fun you know don't you like fun i like fun who doesn't like fun exactly exactly yeah and i think hopefully i mean it sounds like you're already raising a little woman war gamer there you've got a daughter who's playing we've got a six-year-old who i know uh I mean, you can only force your kids into what you like so much, but <laughs> naturally, sometimes what you expose them to and they see you enjoying doing um, oh. can get them to it. But yeah, I guess that kind of brings us to our main topic of tonight is being a woman in wargaming. And I'd kind of love to sit here and not even address the fact that there are mm. three women sitting here, but how can you not? I would be remiss not to. Um, and until we all feel super normal and comfortable playing it, it is still a topic. So I've really only had one tournament experience, uh, and I'm happy to say it was positive and I felt super welcome, super involved. But when you're the only woman sitting there at the table, it's hard not to feel a little intimidated even if it might be the other way around for all the dudes sitting there at the table. How have you guys found that? going to tournaments or within your own community or do you feel supported do you feel singled out I'm quite lucky because when I went to Bobo there was a lot of people that were really supportive because I was on the Honest Wargamer channel quite a lot I would chat on there and quite a lot of people found out that hey Hook and Pin's going she's a girl let's go and support her but they weren't just supporting because I was a female they were supporting because I was a new hobbyist a person that wanted to know more and because I really enjoyed it and coming out of it and that's what a lot of people keep saying to me it's like it's not just because you're a woman in the hobby it's because you're a hobbyist you know you're interested in this hobby because you like it and it brings you joy and when I went to I went to heat one at Warhammer World this year I was the only female competitor there at Bobo I was one of three women and despite the fact of that I walked in that room and everyone was like oh hook and pin how are you doing how are you doing Christine are you looking forward to your first tournament and I was stood there shaking like a bloody leaf panicking <laughs> panicking going I'm fine guys in the back of my head she's not fine on this day you know 
and <laughs> I walked into heat one and I realized I was the only female competitor out of nearly a hundred war gamers at Warhammer world, like literally the Mecca of games workshop, you know, mm-hmm. and I walked in there, realized I was the only female there, but there were so many people in there. And that's where I had my first two tournament wins. It's like, I, I'd never had a tournament win before after I think it was seven or eight tournaments in the first year of wargaming, including three doubles tournaments where I, two of which where I came last. And it's quite interesting because you see in doubles tournaments, a lot of women coming along because they want to get involved they want to participate, but they don't want to, I'm not sure if they don't want to, I think it's the right word. I think it's more, they're unsure if they want to participate fully in this. And it's nerve wracking to go out and put yourself out there. Right. Whereas if you, I think all three of us were not pushed into it by husbands, but that's where (laughs) it all started. Right. So it's easier to go, Oh, you're going to play in doubles. Well, I can go with somebody else. And you have that bit of comfort. Mm. I was quite lucky because like my first doubles tournament, um, tag partner was a guy called tom bell he knew the army really well he's one of the best iron jaws players in the country for the uk he's very very good at his rules he has an eidetic memory for it so i felt really lucky to tag up with somebody like that and then for the two tournaments that i went to for doubles after that was two uh, one at a place called nuneaton war acolytes it's one of our sort of close gaming clubs it's about an hour and a bit away we went to that one i went with a really good friend of mine alan um heinrad on twitter he said we both just said should we just go just for the funsies of it and then we decided to say okay let's go crim bobo as tag partners which is the christmas version of the bobo tournament it's a much much smaller event much much more fun well it's still as fun to be honest as bobo but and we came wooden spoon on both of those tournaments but we had a lot of laughs with it as well and I saw more women there and it was really quite interesting to sit there and go hang on a minute there's like there's more women coming to these doubles events what's the draw behind that as opposed to singles competition you know what is the difference because I couldn't see a difference yeah I think it might have been just a comfort factor, but honestly, um, when it comes to those kind of things, I've never really been, I mean, a lot of my jobs are kind of male-centric. I was probably one of the few females in it and things like that, so I was just kind of comfortable, like, as far as just, like, all right, new things, let's go, but I know that I'm not, you know, that kind of personality is not how normal people are, like, you know, just naturally adventurous, like, oh, okay. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to figure out what's going on. What does that mean? Why is it? Why are they pulling out these rulers? What is that? You know, what is this good? Yeah, when me and when I first started looking at um, getting into Age of Sigmar, I looked at it and I was like, I was so unsure. It was so many rules. And yes. unfortunately, I don't do well with pressure. I turn into a crumbly mess of, of, of pain and problematic person. And I get quite grumpy with it. And I saw the, I looked at it and I was like, actually, I'm really enjoying this. I'm, I'm seeing all these really happy faces around me. Some of them, their games might not be going quite well. You know, others might be on top of their world and, and getting their first victories. 
and I got drawn into it and I, I kind of don't want to leave at all. I don't want to leave this hobby ever, <laughs> really, now. It was like one of those things like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, also I come from other games, you know, so there's a kind of mm. bit of crossover and stuff like the, you know, oh, I get it, their strategy. And then on top of that, the just the, the, just the pageantry of it all, you know, how, how this is, this is a deal. This is a big deal. <laughs> all right let's go all right but as far as like it's concerned um i don't really see too i think it's more welcoming in person i think online is where it gets a little little uh, gamer boy gamer bats and i shut that stuff down because i don't i don't i don't i, I don't subscribe to it you know, and also it's kind of like, hey, yes, I'm a woman and I'm a person of color and I'm proud of this and I'm proud of my mini Warhammer's for everybody. I like, I like showing off my stuff and I want other people in case they were scared to just say, hey, she's doing it, I can do it too. Too right, too right. <laughs> That's my whole goal. Hells yes. <laughs> if you don't like it, go get it. You won't be missed is what they said, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Second that notion. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those double-edged swords, like, yeah, you know, it'd be nice to just be known for just being a good painter or a good gamer or, um, a, a, you know, champion or whatever. But also at the same time, I think it's also good to highlight that, yeah, these are females. I mean, it's, it, there's nothing wrong with saying that 90% of this is uh, males, uh, white males and um, single white males at that, you know. Oh, for and sure. That, oh, for sure. That, you know, there's nothing wrong with calling to that and trying to recruit other people that look different than you and sound different from you or, you know, have different ideologies and, you know, because the game would be pretty boring without other people in it that have different points of view, I think. Exactly. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think for every woman that's out there doing it and not afraid to embrace the fact that yeah, you're a woman and you're maybe one of the only ones there or one out of three or five or who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all the power to that because I don't think it's something we have to hide. I think it, after a while, you know, more and more we get here and it would just not even be a thing. It would just be like, okay, they're wonderful at this game or they're really wonderful at illustrating the, the paint on, 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 the, <laughs> on these creatures and things, so. Hopefully one day we'll get there a lot sooner than later. One woman at a time. Well, and that's, yes, half the reason that we invited the two of you on here today is, yeah, because you're women and we can't hide that. And we're not going to hide that. We will not apologize. Um, But also because we're looking at your stuff on Twitter and Instagram and your shit Mm -hmm. is sweet. And that's why you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Please. Thank you. <laughs> if I can measure up one of these days, I'm trying. I'm really trying. Uh, okay, well, I think let's take a quick break because if I'm being honest, I have been drinking nervously since I hit record uh, and I'm going to pee. And I know we're women, so do we yes. do that together? <laughs> Go for um, it. I think you'll be okay by yourself. I have confidence you got in your this. <laughs> Hi, this is Robin from Blow Ranking Family in Prince George, BC. You're listening to Party at the All Points. Enjoy responsibly. 
Welcome back to Party at the All Points. This is your handsome host, Dayton Obrey. Oh, no, wait. Still me. That's my best Dayton impression. Um, it's probably the shits, and he's probably going to give me real flack for it later, but I had to try. Uh, I'd love to do a price or a Jeff impression on their behalves, but I don't think I want to embarrass myself any further by doing a Southern drawl. Um, but I'll see if I can throw a couple y'alls in mm-hmm. here for the boys. Okay, we put out right. a call for some listener questions. And let me tell you, the listeners, they have some questions. Uh, I think more than we've ever had before. So suck it, Dayton, Jeff, and Price. They want to hear what the ladies have to say. <laughs> Whew. Okay, I am relying on Christine and Chrissy here to really help me out with some of these questions because I am a straight up newbie. And if I haven't made it clear, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing here. So, <laughs> Number one comes from Jacob Berry. Never heard of him. Um, (laughs) He wants to know, how did you get into the hobby? So I think we've kind of covered this a little bit, but if you guys want to maybe recap for Jacob, how'd you get into the hobby? So my introduction into the hobby, technically speaking, started from when my brother was playing 40k. So going back a good 15, 16 years ago when he was playing Tyranids on the tabletop and we moved to Northamptonshire um, in the UK and my brother was heavily into 40k at that point. I used to just turn up, never had a vested interest in it and years later I started dating my husband and hey presto, he was one of the people from the 40k group that my brother used to go to um bit of a stupid story but he him and my well my brother and my husband knew of each other from when they used to hold these things called slayer days now my mum being the complete noob she is she did not realize that this was a metal band called slayer (laughs) uh you can see where this is going and my mum bought my brother a slayer jumper to which three metalhead boys came running over to my brother and screamed Slayer in his face. This poor 15-year-old boy burst into tears, Aww. ran off, um, was not happy. He was not a happy clam that day. Came home. Years later, I find out that this is my, at that t- time, boyfriend. Now my husband was part of those group of individuals they turned out to be very, very good friends. And I'm very, very thankful that my brother and my husband have never, ever held it against each other in that regard. But fast forward to a few years, well, quite a few years later, three years ago, I decided that I wanted to play Daughter Kane. I uh, had my first game with Iron Jaws. Uh, it was only a thousand points at Warhammer World versus my husband with his Seraphon at the time. And... I had to put that on the back burner because I wasn't very well. Months later, I was watching Honest War Gamer, and they were all talking about this amazing event coming up called Bobo. And I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll turn up. Husband's going. He's going to take Sylvaneth. They were hoping to get this amazing new book. Oh, how sorely mistaken were they? They got a bad <laughs> book. <laughs> and I decided... After getting a message from John Scriven saying, Christine, do you fancy going to Bobo and actually playing? I was like, this is rookie two games here. I've only had like one game of Warhammer at this point. Up until Bobo, I'd had two games. 
I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, yeah, let's do this. And I haven't turned back since. And since then, I've been very, very fortunate to have some amazing friends, some amazing supportive people around me, including my the two clubs that I frequent, which is uh, the Age of Chumps. Unfortunately, they're on hold at the moment because of COVID-19 and the Nuneaton Boar Acolytes, where I'm very, very lucky to have some incredible supportive friends there as well. So that, that was my journey into Age of Sigma. <laughs> around the houses <laughs> <laughs> what a journey it was yeah the people is what any you know i'm i would say i don't know if i'm actually in the hobby yet but i'm on the verge of being in the hobby um and it's the it's the people all the people that we've met so far and all the people we continue to meet and we're in a real teeny tiny town in the canadian rockies so we don't really have a lot of a community here um but any place that we have traveled to um whether it's dayton who's a pretty out there guy who has no issues feeling welcome or comfortable anywhere but uh, for me as a not as out there uh woman i've i've never felt anything more than than welcomed like with open arms which is pretty sweet yeah that's what i've been very lucky with with the uk scene they've always been super supportive of not just women in the hobby but also new players as well so people will come up to you and go oh what are you running oh i'm running say iron jaws oh fantastic we don't see those on the tabletop very often and then they'll have a look over your models look over what you've painted talk about what you can do to if you feel that you don't quite have the competitive edge or if you just want to pay, play for narrative reasons and have a bit of a laugh with them you know you've got an army there that you can do it with you can do that with any army, you know, Disciples of Zinch. I know that Christie's running, yeah. you know, you can have a lot of fun with that. You can have a lot of fun with that, whether it be competitively or, you know, if you want to go down just the narrative route or just for the rule of cool, you love the models, just run what you cool. like. Yes, basically. I love that too. As far as uh, my introduction into the thing is just, uh, just by a, uh, happenstance i was already painting miniatures you know different miniatures from different different games and stuff and i my husband had bought a bunch of them and he was already painting these storm casts and the way he was painting them it was like oh my goodness this looks so cool uh i at the time i didn't feel very confident in my skills and i just was putting he had bought um some niche stuff and i was just like oh no i don't even know how to put them together this that and the other and uh after a while it was just like i'm tired of seeing him sit on the shelf i gotta get it and get it again <laughs> and already knowing knowing it from different things watching stuff and um seeing uh, it in action it's like you know it's about my time it's about my time to do this <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and do this and stop being a spectator and be a participant in this thing <laughs> whether yes. or not but as far as the as far as the community is concerned um yeah very welcoming um very excited wanted to you know want to talk more and more about it um you know uh seeing you know my paint jobs because not necessarily is from the source material it's just like i paint my feelings and wow that's interesting or uh uh just basically to me is like glad you're here glad you know let's talk more let's talk about let's have more fun let's get together and have more fun or um in sense of how do we get other people into it i said the same way i got into it you know just just seeing other people's stuff and saying oh well i like that or just like you said picking it i didn't pick 
picked a zinch for strategy, even though they are pretty good <laughs> as far as strategy is concerned. I just picked it because, oh my goodness, I love the colors. I love the weirdness. I love the beaks and the arms and the grins and and then learning the story behind it was like that's even more awesome like the lore and everything behind it you know books and stuff is like they're really good stories you know to listen to or just to read on your own so it was just that made it even better so and the, just meeting different people especially people from the uk you know where it's from, and talking to different people and um i decided to take it online and that was even more bigger reception it was like people responding to it it's almost in in, in real time it's like oh okay all right and more more resources and more help you know the more you're into it the more they're willing to help you get into it or help you understand because they want you to play you know i thought it was kind of weird like okay well they you know would they say oh she's just a girl or whatever no not, not really it doesn't really come into play there's like a small small group of ignorant little little uh sheltered individuals that want to gatekeep the game but there's that's so few and far in between that you know the the positive outweighs the negative yeah Definitely. and i think you probably put that the nicest way you could have so i was trying to be nice <laughs> without using curse words so. oh good for you <laughs> Curse words are fine. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of small children listening to this show, but you never know, really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jacob has a bunch of questions for us because I'm not really sure what else he's doing with his time. So he also wants to know if money, time, and energy was no object, what army would you buy, customize, and build? I never really thought about that. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Ooh, just yeah. going for the gold. I just want to, you know, every every single thing, you know, just to say I have at least one army of uh, Skaven or one army of um, of, of Nurgles or one army of uh, or whatever. Just just to be the completionist, I guess. Just to okay, have perfect. one of every everybody. Just to say I have corn or whoever, just in case. I'd definitely go down the lines of keeping with Age of Sigmar and I'd I'd probably do a fully customised Slaves of Darkness army because I just love the look of them. The book is brilliantly written. Like the rules are fantastic. You know, they they've done a really good job with it. I do wish they'd sorted out some of the points in the general's handbook, but you know, that, that army is just it stands out head and shoulders above the rest because you can use all different sections of chaos and I know one guy in our community, he runs um, a Nurgle army, but with lots and lots of Slaves to Darkness. I think he does just run it as Slaves to Darkness, but with Nurgle Allegiance. And it's just fantastic to, it's fantastic to see on the tabletop. And it's so much fun to play against as well, even if it does kick me square off the table every time. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a wonderful bloke, is Wayne, so I really like him. He's a good lad. All right, one more from Jacob, although I think we have more from Jacob coming back later, but I'm trying to do them in order that they came in, just so nobody's getting pissy with me. So last <laughs> one from Jacob for now. <laughs> What's your favorite model you've painted and built and why? And follow up, he's got a lot of time in his hands. What about favorite model <laughs> to play on the table? So what's your favorite model you've built and painted and what's your favorite model to play? 
I'll let Christy go first on this one because I've got about three different models that I love. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can answer with multiples. He's asking uh, multiple questions. You can have multiple answers for women. Multiple everything. <laughs> I like to, I, I'm not going to lie. I did like painting the green skins, um, especially their chariot with all the pigs and stuff like that. Maybe the Herald chariot, you know, um, uh, from Zeech. Um, the pig. Oh man, there's a lot of uh, good models to play. Um, that's that one's tough for me because it's it's like well, uh, I did like a, I just like a, a lot of the Zinch stuff. Um, that you just can't. There was just so much magic and just like just how you could just mess people up. So, it's just I just like all of them, but uh, uh, I would have to say the ch chariot zinch um, model. You know that that's a flying disc moon faced dude. <laughs> he looks cool and he does cool stuff, and uh, he does really good things for your army. I love it. All right, Christine, pressure's on. I've got several different models that I was super proud to have painted and I think that I've done like a really good job with them. They're all, apart from one, is all quite big models. So my first one was my Moor Crusher because it was for my first ever 2K, Iron Jaws. My first ever big creature. I had to get my husband to help me build it because I got rather temperamental trying to build it. Mm -hmm. And once I painted it, I painted it in this gorgeous cream colour and I really loved it. And... The iron jaws that I've painted, I've done them in green skins, but I've done them in slightly lighter green skin. And then the armor is like pinks and purples. It is so really stands out as something unique on the tabletop. And then my other two big models that I painted is Marathi. So I've obviously painted the queen herself, the big Marathi, uh, in all her angry glory. I didn't go for the conventional color scheme. I went for green tail I went for blue cloth or I went for obviously the very pale skin but then I took her wings in like really vibrant colors so purples again and I loved painting my Reese one of my recent models was Lady Alinda for my night haunt I mm. put her atop the war cry um one of the mausoleums so I had the her two her two side gals coming out the side of the of the model and it really looked so unique it got featured on warhammer tv's hobby roundup as well and yeah. i was super super chuffed to get that nice and my most recent favorite model was one i actually painted for my friend alan it was his birthday recently it was a hagnar witch elf and i painted it to the hagnar color schemes as per chris peach from games workshop even done eyeshadow, oh. eyeliner, everything. I went all out. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove what I can do here." You know, I'm not just a dry brush queen. I can do this. Edge mm. highlighted the whole nine yards. I went all out. But my most favourite model to play, it has to be my Gorgrunners. They, they're the MVPs on the tabletop. I've never had a bad word to say about them. You know, and I've always loved running them. I run nine in my Iron Jaws. I love it. It's probably my favorite. <laughs> okay, Sam Thompson wants to know, will you make better Australian jokes than the males, specifically knee herpes, Dayton? Now, before I answer this, I would like to just state for the record, Dayton did not have knee herpes. He had an infection in his knee. 
and he made many, many terrible jokes about it. And it was legit really rough, but it was not herpes. His knee is fine in case anybody is concerned. Um, I wasn't planning on making any Australian jokes. I rarely make jokes on purpose to begin with. I'm not usually an intentionally funny person. Um, I don't have anything against Australians. So I wasn't going about, I wasn't going to joke about you guys. I'm actually kind of afraid of Australia. Um, I don't think it's uncommon to be afraid of spiders. And I've said straight up, I don't think I can go to Australia. So I'm just going to leave you guys alone. Um, but if Christine or Christy want to make some bad Australian jokes, I have no, Australia. Bad, I have no bad jokes. <laughs> two, of my, Australia two of the most amazing is... guys that I know, AUS coach and Magro and Clint from the Heralds of War, both wonderful blokes, love them both. So I can never say a bad word about Aussies, never can. Aussies are cool, but um, if, if there was an American equivalent of Australia, it would definitely be Florida because uh, 99% <laughs> of things in Florida can kill you. And I, I think Australians are just as crazy as Florida people. So. Yeah. I actually <laughs> you have that. some correlation right there. <laughs> Florida is officially America's Australia. All right. Yes. Here. You heard it here first. Okay, on a more serious note, Sam wants to know what excites you most about Age of Sigmar or 40K or both if you're feeling ambitious? Oh, the story and the models. That's easy. Like the, the, the stories are really, um, they, they do a really good job of um, making you feel invested in the characters that you're painting and that's on the board. And, um, you know, it gives, it fleshes it out, gives it a little bit more depth and meaning. And also, you know, it's just, they're just really good to read. And, you know, and I think um, they did a really good job in regards to that. So, yeah, the lore is what gets me um, mm -hmm. slowly seeping into maybe me getting to like request to play a game instead of dating begging me is they just, they are, they're really cool stories. And I like the lore and they're, some of the models are really pretty. I really, um, have been trying a Sylvaneth army because they just look really cool and I like I like the story and all the background behind it. Oh, yeah. You'll love a Lariel then. She's yes. definitely the most beautiful, beautiful of all the woodland creatures. She really is. She's stunning. She My husband's got cool. one of her and it's lovely. It is yeah. so pretty. She's a badass <laughs> who rides a beetle. So exactly. I'm <Yeah>. I think yes. like for myself it's the people in Age of Sigmar and Warhammer 40k but when it comes to the actual game itself I love the models like being able to put your own stamp on it no one's gonna have a model painted quite like yourselves you know every model's gonna be painted in your style how you can paint it to the interpretation of if you want to obviously use the the guides that they have available for painting the army or if you want to come up with your own color scheme it's all a completely unique journey, you know, and that's what I found quite heavily with Age of Sigmar is I tend to not follow the, the conventional colour schemes that they put out. I prefer to do something a bit different and that's accepted in the hobby. It's great, you know, seeing these different colour schemes, but also when you see a beautifully painted model, you can just sit there and go, that's a nice model. I, I really like that. You know, I'm proud of that. Okay, Lucha Lutra has a few questions. Uh, first, and I think we kind of just answered this, but what was the one thing that caught your attention and made you go, yes, I want to be part <laughs> of this? 
I know this person. I know this person. This is the this is the tag friend that I was saying about. Um, he, the one thing that got me massively into the hobby was the people, and you know, seeing all this, you know, all this this to and fro online. So, say for example, if you've got a game with somebody lined up and and you you're trying to one up each other, or you know you've got this model painted and you just see that everyone like hyping hyping you up saying yes this is great or oh, i think you could probably do that just a little bit better and it'll just perfect it it's the people in the hobby for me it always is you know i've been very very fortunate to have such a wonderful support support net not only with my husband but with obviously the person that's just asked this question as well <laughs> <laughs> you know and obviously my local games clubs as well and I'm quite lucky in that regard yeah yeah the people are and for me it's the same and I came into this podcast thinking I wouldn't say a single positive or nice thing about Dayton but (laughs) but (laughs) how much he loves it and enjoys it makes me want to get into it more like seeing how much joy and how much he gets into it and gets obsessed um and other people do just it's fascinating well i just find it as um yeah it's a bonding experience with my husband and kids i mean because we bond you know a lot of things we do together and things like that but it's also just another game and we just really like games and this one is a cool one a really cool just another game to play and that's fun and, and, you know, it does have a huge fan base or whatever, but that, that's not the end-all be-all. It's just, it's just a fun, fun, cool game to play with other people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, what has been the hardest and easiest thing to learn so far? I think that's an easy answer for me. Uh, I suck at assembling and painting, and I've barely done any of it. Um, so, yeah, that's really hard for me and a struggle. Uh, I don't know if I have anything easy yet. <laughs> I'm struggling with all of it. The rules are hard. Um, yeah. I think I can safely say I'm in the same boat. And the hardest thing for me was the constant losses. But then when I got like to my victory at heat, my victories at heat one, you know, I took a victory against bone splitters and then I took a victory against Slanesh, which are in the hobby known as one of the hardest ones to beat and I managed to table them. I don't know how I done it, but apparently I did. But it was the easiest thing for me has been the painting, but at the same time, it's also the hardest because trying to master those techniques that a lot of people have been doing for 20 plus years and trying to pick up, say, for example, like edge highlighting, only just learning how to do that. I hadn't a foggy how to do it beforehand. I'm left-handed, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, everything's back to front for me you know and but i recently learned it and i was like i really like this let's keep going you know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the exciting part as well is learning new skills christy i say, I say the hardest thing was knowing where to start mm, you know when yeah you, when you find it it's like okay i like this now what <laughs> you know what i mean mm. um another hard thing is uh just putting your big toe in that water and jumping in it's like just like oh kind of timid like I don't want to mess this up but you know the fear of failure is also um 
a hindrance, but it, once once you get, and the best part is once you get in there, there's a bunch of people that want to show you how to get started or give you advice to get started. I mean, it's like you had all this like hidden fear, but that was just in your own head because people are there for you to, and they want you, they want you to get in there mm -hmm. because they want to bring more people into the hobby. Cool, cool. Okay, last one from Lucha Lucha. Have any other games outside of GW caught your interest? Oh, shoot, tons. Um, uh, Fallout, uh, based off the video game. Ah. And it, it comes with minis. So that's, that. we're starting on that one. Um, it looks pretty fun to play. There's different, just like a, there's different types of um, games you could play with the Warhammer. Uh, they have it too, like, uh, but it's it's pretty neat, I thought. So that's interesting to me. Yeah, for mine, it's I tend to play a lot more like card games as opposed to like actual board games. Outside of Warhammer, so I play Cards Against Humanity because I have the worst sense of humor. I just laugh at everything. I do, and that's fun too. It is a good game. It's really, really funny. And yeah. Everybody's a terrible person when you play Cards Against Humanity, <laughs> and that's what makes it great. You're going to exactly. laugh about things like kids with ass cancer. You're just going to laugh. fine. Oh, dear. It's like we played it recently. Oh, I say recently. It was back in February. We were watching the wrestling, and we had a couple of mates around. Me and my husband did, and... We were all playing it and we were just all crying with laughter and i think my reaction was more funnier than the actual jokes a lot of the time <laughs> and i play we play another game called exploding kittens as mm -hmm. well oh, yeah that's fun too <laughs> that's good fun it is so you have the pope of nope card so you can just say nope i don't want that to happen and if they've got a further nope it's a yup um mm -hmm. i'm just sat there going why but just, just let me do this action it's like, i want to play this and we have like the expansion pack for it where we've got like the cone of shame as well which is even funnier that's good fun when you have to wear that and sit there for the game going oh that's not fair <laughs> get this cone off my head please <laughs> so I stood there scratching at it like a dog <laughs> it's good fun yeah <laughs> I could go on about board games forever. I could comfortably do a full podcast on other board <laughs> games. It's Age of Sigmar that's really giving me grief here. Um, but I did promise to stay on topic. Um, mm -hmm. but this was a question that was asked. So I'm just answering the question. Um, I could yeah. give you a list of so, so, so many. Um, Jane and I have been playing Gloomhaven a bit, have been doing that's a campaign fun. for that. It's really cool, really hard. You have to be prepared to fail. A lot. Um, a lot. A lot, a lot. We've failed many missions multiple times, uh, but you just keep going back for more torture. We just got a really cool game called Dinogenics that's basically Jurassic Park. Um, you're building like a dinosaur park and getting yourself dinosaur DNA, and it's super cool. That sounds cool. like something me and my husband probably would quite like. Yeah, I super like cool. Yeah, I say super cool, like with uh quotation marks because i don't know how many people <laughs> i think it's awesome um, I can't, that's what matters isn't it yeah yeah exactly okay i'm just gonna go on to the next question before i go off on a <laughs> and i won't be able to stop 
Okay, George Thompson. Oh, this is my personal favorite question that came in. George Thompson wants to know, does Dayton bring your swimsuits? I assume he means mine and hopefully not one of your ladies to tournaments <laughs> to wear, or does he have his own ladies bikini bottoms? So for those that don't know or haven't met Dayton in person, although if you listen to this show, I think you can gather he's a pretty uh, confident, class. confident person, super <laughs> confident. Um, <laughs> I'm not here to paint a picture of what I look like. And I kind of like the mystique of just being Dayton's wife. And that's all you need to know about me. But I will say <laughs> we do not wear the same size swimsuit bottom. Uh, and a lady's bikini bottom does not fit the way a man's does. And I think we all know why. So no, those are not my swimsuit bottoms. Those are Dayton's swimsuit bottoms that he purchased himself. Um, wow. And enjoys wearing out there into the world because he is who he is. And if I could give you a justification or a reason, uh, I would. But I've just learned to accept the man that I married. Great, dude. Yes. So following up with that, Cody Morris wants to know how many different colors does he own? As far as I know, uh, and I do the laundry, so I know he has a pair of red and he has a pair of gold um bikini bottoms i don't know if bikini is the right term for that because he doesn't wear anything banana hammock but yes that's the term <laughs> as a red and a gold banana hammock and that is his <laughs> preference to wear at a tournament because i don't know if he's trying to distract his opponents or I, you know your guess is as good as mine okay jeff bodine Ooh. I think we know this guy. He wants to know, what would you say are the biggest challenges to normalizing women being active in gaming and esports? Um, more, just more, more, more participants. And, uh, the, and a lot of that has to do with um, feeling comfortable participating in these spaces. Um, you know, it is kind of intimidating to see a crowd of males in a room where typically, you know, like I was saying before, representation matters, you know, mm -hmm. um, it does. And if there's more females out in front and willing to, you know, be seen, some aren't comfortable, but, you know, just, it's not enough to just be a quiet participant. It's enough to just be there and be in magazines, be in, be in tournaments, be in, in, in different places. Uh, just like uh, Christine said, you know, the hobby roundup, my son was on there, you know, too. And, you know, she was on there, you know, just being seen in those places and, and just like, hey, we can do this, you know, more people with, uh, with uh, more able-bodied and, you know, people with disabilities, more people of color. Um, you know, if you just have a just a diverse group and make it so they can feel comfortable in these spaces, you know, especially like, you know, it can be kind of, kind of, you go into your local uh, hobby shop or bookstore or, you know, comic space and uh, you just got a bunch of guys around the table. And if you see like somebody, like maybe a lady just kind of peering over, just like, just like let them know, hey, are you interested? You know, look at, look at what we're looking at, you know. I think we're quite lucky okay. in the UK, sorry. Um, I think we're quite lucky because Games Workshop, they tend to hire um, men and women 
so mm. in say for example their Forge World store they have hands down one of their best painters Louise Sugden you know female it's just an insane painter she's so very good she uses technicolor like I've never seen it and you know you've got places like Siege Studios a commission painter um you know commission painting team they are all you know they've they've got a diverse range of people they've got women that work there they've got men they've got people of color they've got all sorts of folk working there and then you know you go into a games workshop store it is single man stores unfortunately but a lot of the time it does tend to be like white males but you know you're going to a variety of different hobby shops nowadays and you could see a, a girl working in there you could see anyone working in there and we're, we're quite lucky in that regard in the uk whereas i'm not entirely sure what it's like over in canada or in the states but you know in the uk we're quite lucky that we can have a diverse range you know we do I think have... it's growing i mm. think it's getting more accepting think it's not i think it's just in the beginning stages of just being more popular it's not like they're you know it, it it's like they're trying they're trying you know it's just slow going yeah you know? definitely so i think with tournaments as well like trying to it's it's quite difficult to try and encourage women into those spaces when it's say predominantly a male orientated space but what i found personally was going into those spaces i was very very nervous i was very anxious but come on to places like twitter come on to places like the discord channels have a chat with people and say oh i'm going to this event is anyone else going oh yeah i'm going let's all meet up there let's let's go and hang out have a drink afterwards you know how did your games go and let's just chat about it you know it goes for anyone that's like yeah. on their own at a tournament you know if you see them on their own are you all right mate oh yeah i'm just waiting for these people do you all want to come out with us you know get a game get your games club together encourage them to come in part of it you know they can be like your designated age of sigma player you know you de designated say age of chumps player for say mm -hmm. up in liverpool in the uk or something you know they could be like your your resident up there just setting up a age of chumps at that end you know it's that's what i like about this hobby it is so encouraging and a lot of people are more welcoming i like yeah. that too and i think what is happening is is like the the jerks are getting singles singled out and ostracized and pushed out making room for more more people and the, the thing about the jerks is is that you can have a thousand good experiences thousand thousand good and you know positive voices cheering you on it only takes that one nasty comment or one nasty voice to make you not want to be a part of it and the less we have of those voices the better so yeah i'm one, i'm excited I'm about 100 percent okay josh Good. Yes, girl. Okay. Josh Hendrum wants to know, how do you feel about the representation of women in miniatures? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. We like them. Yes. yes. <laughs> Categorically for me, I love it because you've got Daughters of Cain, you've got, you know, you've got that whole army. You've got, when you think of Age of Sigma, you think of Alariel, you know, from Sylvaneth. You think of, in 40k, you've got the, um, uh, they, I went to say Sisters Slaughter then, battle. and then I realised I was like, that's Sisters not them. Battle. <laughs> I 
was like, that's not them, that's Daughters of Cain, Christine. Um, yeah, so you've got your Sisters Battles. of Battle as well. Those are amazing. You know, those are fabulous sculpts. They're so pretty, but so badass looking as well. Um, yeah. You know, Necromunda is the Ashers. Exactly. You've got your Escher clan in, in Necromunda. You know, in, in Blood Bowl, of course, you've got your bodacious ogre ladies, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, you've got those wonderful ladies in there. And I'm trying to think of like all the different... Obviously, mm-hmm. you've got demonettes for Slanesh as well. You've got demonettes for Slanesh. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not entirely sure if they, they are male or female, but I'm going to swing towards the idea that they're probably more female. And it's all Female sorts. Marines. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, they've got the Stormcast. Yeah, they've got the Night Encounter as well that came out with the Mortal Realms magazine in the UK. And I know it's starting to be released overseas as well now. You know, there's all sorts of incredible female sculpts. And obviously the new Underworlds Warband, you know, I can't quite pronounce it. I think it's Morgwraith's Blood Coven. Um, A slightly Welsh pronunciation, but can't quite get it today. Your your guess is as good as mine on that. (laughs) We'll go with it. It's all sorts. It's all sorts of incredible female sculpts. I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the women are out there. I think the thing that stands out to me, and maybe this is a naive approach as a uh, newcomer to the hobby, is how many of them are inappropriately dressed. You know, like we're sending, (laughs) some of them are great and they're armored and all is good, Mm. but we're sending these women off to battle and some of them are just like titties a flying and. That's fine. We don't don't need to. It's okay. We don't need like fancy pants armor to cover us up. We can rock it in a bikini, you know, just walk out there in a metal bikini, scream at them, and they run off in fear. Yeah. It's fine by me, you know. <laughs> okay. So you go daughters of Cain. You've got less girls. I believe okay. in you. Um, some, <laughs> you know, some yes, some no, but I wish it was more nakedness on the male side. I mean, I would like mm. to see some. A hundred. Yeah, it's a yes. double standard. If we can be out there with unprotected vaginas, I think we can see. <laughs> I think we can see some dude parts. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. It's like, has anyone like, seen like that Magnus model that somebody had oh, um, yes. shit bashed where he was on full display, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. full display. <laughs> and it I was, was like, cool too. As oh. it should be. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my daddy. I was like, you go. I was like, you go, mate. You go, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it, I mean, if you're, I don't mind. I don't mind some of that, um, fantasy you know uh babes in bikinis but we need some dudes in bikinis too so mm. i think your husband might be trying to start <laughs> oh there's a th- maybe that's what it is maybe he's just trying to represent um for the male the male yes. gamers as the women are uh right. not that i not that i feel like any female out there feels like she needs to show up to a tournament in bikini bottoms no, thank uh, you. I don't if, want to scare if people. If you want to, all, all the power to you. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this name right, but I think it's Mackie Ellis. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. I'm really sorry. Uh, this is also a very specific question. Do you guys think the Sons of Behemoth will fit the same niche as 40k Knights? I reckon so from what I've heard. Because they can just be literally used in everything they can, but I can't wait for Sons of Behemoth, like rocking four massive dudes on the tabletop. That'd be just awesome. I just can't wait. I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know. I don't see why not. Why not? I, don't, I really don't know. Maybe. 
Maybe. That's my answer. That's my official answer. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe no. Uh, and then follow up. When do you think we can expect the line to be released? Well, I don't I think know. Everything, I think everything's on hold because of um, COVID. Um, as far as like getting stuff, you know, when I get my things, it's a little later than usual. Um, you know, especially over here with the post office situation and whatnot. But um, yeah. in general, like with other places, like um, with the Dwarven Forge and stuff, my um, Kickstarter that we pledged came late and they let us know. I mean, but it was because of COVID and factories and things like that. They got to, unfortunately, they got to deal with other countries too. So, yeah, I keep thinking by the end of the year is a hope. Because I do want Sons of Behemoth to come out already. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But, you know, I don't I don't think it's going to be as soon as people like it. But I just, mm. just expect it to be later, I think, is the best. All right. Rob Symes wants to know, are you bored of men asking you about the hobby? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Overwhelming yes from Christine. <laughs> there you go. Next next question please i get i, I get the i get the men question the women and then also the poc thing so i get it double so yeah like, you oh. get double whammy unfortunately mm -hmm. well yeah uh it, it's one of those things yeah i'll answer but you know uh it's not my job to educate you on that <laughs> <laughs> love it appreciate all right there you go rob yeah we're over it <laughs> <laughs> all right we've officially come full circle we're back to our good buddy jacob berry um who has three more questions for us but i promise this is the this these are the last three questions uh okay jacob wants to know uh sorry i'm trying to read my own writing and it's horrific when thinking <laughs> gw army design do you prefer the about half the models are male and half are female or the pretty much this whole faction is female approach and why so do you want like 50 50 male female or do you want all female oh i like yeah a bit of both wouldn't be too far amiss you know, it's like, I like the idea of a whole female army, like, for example, Daughters of Cain and Sisters of Battle, or you can go for the half and half approach, like what Stormcast have got, they can, or say, for example, if you want to run Cities of Sigma, you can run, you know, a little bit of, pretty much a little bit of everything in that, you can, if you run something like, say, Living City, you know, you can go a little bit of everything, really. Yeah. I say it's not it's not too bad doing all male either, but it, it maybe they're monks or something, like they're priests, like maybe some space marine like celibate dudes and like I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's kinda like, all right, you can have all all female and then half male, half female, because there's over representation of males in the army. Mm. But why can't we have like a unit of maybe somebody in a wheelchair you know, Ooh, <laughs> you know exactly. valid point i like that someone with the c and i dog or something like a you know missing arm or something i don't know like just include more more different you know different people in there yeah. diversity to the army diversity mm. yeah like yes all the power to more females but yeah i like where your head's at with that all the power to more all diverse groups out there like, why can't we have a, a blind Marine or something and he has like a badass, like 
uh, service dog, you know? So That'd attempting cool. to like kit bash um, like a, a space uh, a space wolf uh, model, but mm -hmm. have him with like a with one of the hounds, the, the Fenrisian hounds, as his seeing eye dog. I was like, that that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, that's giving me an idea. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's. Oops. I think that would be. <laughs> or I mean, like have like a, a like a futuristic wheelchair. Maybe it hovers. You know, that'd be cool. Um, you know, that'd be so cool. Yeah, yeah. Christine, you're the one who said we can uh, customize and make everything unique to our own, right? Make mm -hmm. it happen. That sounds like a plan. That yeah. sounds like a plan. I now have something that I might have to get back. That's upsetting. New <laughs> challenge. I'd like a follow-up on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know what I'm getting when I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> that I can't promise you. Yeah, okay. My husband's going to be overjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> All right couple more questions as a woman in the hobby how much do you hate when people ask you to speak for all the women in the hobby oh i just like talking about myself so if i have to include everybody as an extension of me that's more power to me sure sure more. no but seriously i, like I, can't speak, <laughs> I can't speak i can't speak for everybody i just can speak for my own experience and my my own experiences is that the more i go on Twitch or the more I talk to people and they see me painting, they get inspired. So if if you feel inspired by me doing something, then I did my job. Boom. I can't speak for everybody. I can just only say this is fun. And if you're allergic to fun, don't do it. Yep. I, I've got nothing to add on that one. That's the yeah, same no, sort of thing to I be think honest. You, you covered it perfectly. If you're I might dropped it. <laughs> Yeah, you can't speak for every woman as a woman, just as one guy isn't speaking for all the males in the hobby. Definitely. Okay, his follow-up question, which actually I'm going to change it. This is now my favorite question. Follow-up, as a woman in the hobby, how much do you hate when people ask you questions that start with, as a woman in the hobby? Yes. I'm so done with that because it's it's like at the end of the day we're not just as a woman in the hobby we should be hobbyists as well mm -hmm. you know we shouldn't just be deemed as oh as a female hobbyist we should be deemed as hobbyists there's no there's no difference it's say for example you know I'm, I'm sorry Christy I'm going to single you out here it's like saying oh as a black hobbyist mm -hmm. how would you approach that question it's like you'd sit there and go excuse you I'm a hobbyist you know I am Michael Jordan or <laughs> Venus Williams, <laughs> and I could say I'm a champion. That happens to be right. black. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> that's one way to look at it. Yeah, definitely. I stand corrected now. <laughs> I, I think it, I think that's the, I think they're asking the wrong question. The question should be why mm -hmm. isn't there more? And so we wouldn't even have to ask this question. I think like how do we recruit more people that look like you or differently colored or differently? gendered into this fun hobby as, as instead of like you know having a whole be a whole sub niche or category you know how do we get how do we recruit more people into our fun is the question you should be asking not that one exactly. amen to that okay well that is it for listener questions uh i think we did it. I think we made a podcast and yeah. I'm pretty proud of us. Uh, not going to lie. I came into this scared shitless and you two ladies <laughs> were a true delight to talk to. Uh, I had way more fun than I thought I was going to. And hopefully somewhere in there is some legitimate content. 
I don't know. We're going to find out. So before we go, I would like to give each of you a chance to make any shout outs you want to make. Let us know where all our listeners can find you on the various social medias, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So with myself, I'm Christine Hook and Pin Web at on Twitter. So that's the main place you'll find me. I do tend to loiter a bit on our old friend Instagram. I think I'm still under Hook and Pin on there. I can't quite remember in all honesty. Um, and my main shout outs I have to put it out there is to my husband, obviously Paul. He's also on Twitter, Korg86. He's going to hate me for using that handle now. And <laughs> and also like a lot of my local a lot of a lot of the local wargaming clubs that i've been very very lucky to face so obviously i've got age of chumps which is our local club we've got the none eating war acolytes with my tag friend alan who also asked the questions earlier paul haley you know there's all these people there that have been exceptionally supportive of my journey in the hobby and then you've got ws10 gaming group you've got the scribes at war gaming group you've got all sorts of folk you've got the south london legion you know there's so many people that out of those game clubs uh, have all been exceptionally supportive of my journey uh, and i couldn't be more thankful to be honest cool cool christy okay um i would like to you know thank you for bringing me on to the show and I had a lovely time as well um I would like to uh say that you can reach me on Twitter at I Christy Peterson and it's uh Christy with a K and a Y at the end and Peterson with an O uh, or uh the Black Christy uh either way you can find me on Twitter and the Black Christy at um Instagram as well um like to shout out to all my followers on Twitter and um to uh, Madbirds uh, streams and um, all the people who watch me and my my kids on Twitch as well when we paint together our little paint and chat show um, we just really uh, paint and just fart around and talk to people on Twitch and that's cool <laughs> and we come up with like interesting lore like the Zinches uh, they have a victory dance like the pink whores they dab and they floss at the same time over the body of their dead so <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how they would do <laughs> and uh, for some reason they sound like me 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 so <laughs> <laughs> I love it <laughs> so when they're dancing over your dead body, flossing and dabbing, they go me 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 me. So I like to put that in your players' minds. And um, if you enjoy weird uh, content and you know work in progress, minis are the final product. You can join me and uh, have a lot of discussion. It's good nerdy time. Awesome. All right. Thank you both again so much for joining me. Uh, thank you to our listeners who hopefully stuck it out to the end uh, with me as your wayward co-host. I'd like to point out for the record, mostly to Dayton, I didn't bring up the great British baking show once. So you're welcome. I'm sorry, proud I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I, I was very proud show. of that. God, I missed a whole. Want to keep going? Because I can. <laughs> love that show. I haven't watched it in a long while, to be fair. So oh. unfortunately, I'm a, I'm well out the loop on that one. It's like <laughs> crap to me. 
well, this was a missed opportunity. Maybe we'll have to get back together uh, for a podcast fully <laughs> dedicated to that. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, thank you to everyone for hanging in there. Um, the boys will be back, I believe, in a couple weeks with your regularly scheduled testosterone male-filled content. And in the meantime, these bitches are out of here. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.